Hey, welcome back to The Uncensored Woman. I, of course, am your host, Heather Christine, and I hope every one of you are having such an amazing weekend, an amazing Saturday, as always. I hope all of you are going into this new year, despite the craziness of the world, feeling blessed and feeling motivated most of all to, you know, make any type of change in your life. Today, I am actually taking you all back a few years to a few years ago to my drug addiction and we are going to talk about the ins and outs of everything. But before we get into that, you all know the drill. Please download The Uncensored Woman on whatever platform you are listening to me on. And if you are on iTunes, please give The Uncensored Woman a review. I, like I always say, I do greatly appreciate it, as well as I appreciate my day ones, my loyal listeners, and my new listeners. You all make The Uncensored Woman with what it is, and without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. So I feel like we have a lot to cover in this episode, so we're just going to get right out of this intro and get this episode started. There is one warm day in 2015 that I will never forget. I will always play it back in my head vividly, and I don't believe that I've ever shared this. It was beautiful outside. Everything was right. The clouds, there weren't many. The sky was blue. The sun was shining bright. All my kids were healthy. Everything should have been going fine. But inside, I was slowly dying. I picked my mom up that day. I think that we had rode to McDonald's together. And I knew that I didn't just want to pick her up to hang out with her. I had a plan in my head instead, which now and in my right mind is really sad to me. So I I pick her up and I take her uh, to get a Coke. And on the way there, I'm complaining the whole time. I just really don't feel good. You know, I'm I'm having bad cramps. My head hurts. Um, my legs are restless. And she knows what I'm hinting to. She knows that I want her to give me one of her pain pills. This is not the first time, nor would this be the last. And prior to this, you know, anytime I would complain, she would give me something because she had no reason to suspect anything. But at this point, my true colors started to show and she started to catch on. And this particular day, when everything in the world seemed so right and beautiful, I was sick and my mom was suspicious and she was finally going to find the courage to tell me no. And so, you know, I kept complaining. And as we got closer to her house, I realized, well, she still hasn't offered anything yet. 
Does she not know what I'm trying to say? No, you dumb bitch. She knows what you want. She just doesn't. She, she needs it for herself. There's a reason that she has it prescribed. But maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't know what I want. And so I said, you know, mom, I'm sorry. I've been complaining the whole car ride. I just really wanted to spend some time with you. No, I didn't. And I know that sounds sad, but I'm just being real with you all. I said, do you have a Laura tab I can have? And she said, Heather, I don't have anything. And I knew it was a bold face lie. And I said, I know you do. You always have stuff. Why are you telling me no? You never tell me no. Please, mom, I don't feel good. So I started off with a nice, feel sorry for me. I'm so sorry I had to ask. I'm so sorry I had to inconvenience you. I just need some help. Right? That's how I started it. That's the manipulator that was in me. But as she continued to say no, and she was basically saying no to all my bullshit, this angered me. And so by the time we had pulled up to her house, I was crying hysterically. And she started to get out of my car with her drink in hand. And I remember she got out and she didn't say bye. And she didn't say she loved me. She just wanted out of that car. And I really, I don't blame her. But it pissed me off. Because not only did she tell me no, which she had never done to this point. But she also was getting out and not saying anything to me. So what did I do? Did I roll down my window and say, you know, why aren't you saying bye to me, mom? You know, yada, 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 yada. No. I rolled down my window and I said, can you please fucking help me? I don't feel good. And she said, Heather, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't have anything. Like, you're just going to have to handle it yourself. And I said, mom, please, like, I know you're lying, please. And she said, no, I got to go in the house. This is the end of the discussion. You're just, you're going to have to figure this out. Like, you'll be okay. I might have something in a week, but I don't have something today. And I started hysterically crying. And at that point, she turned around and she looked in the car and said into the window, Heather, do you have a problem? I said, a problem? A problem with what? She said, you know what I'm talking about. Do you have a problem? Do I need to help you? What's going on with you? Like, you don't ever act like this. Are you starting to get addicted? And at that point, I jumped out of the car and I said, how fucking dare you, you stupid ass bitch. Remember, this is my mother said how dare you you fucking stupid ass bitch why the fuck would you ever ask me something like that come on get up in my face and say it to me come on say it to me get up in my fucking face act like my mother she said and she was scared and she was crying and I was deflecting 
so then you know I started telling her all this stuff that she had ever did wrong in my life and you know anything to deflect off me because my manipulation wasn't working I wasn't getting what I wanted anyways and I might as well so I tried to scare her into get giving me something and it was just back and forth like Heather please leave me alone no fuck you why would you say that to me why would you insinuate I have a problem I fucking hate you blah 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 and my brother walked outside and as soon as I see my brother I said fuck it and he said are you okay and I got in my car and I backed out and I sped away I left my brother questioning and my mother crying and that is what the love of my life for a few years pushed me to do that's who it pushed me into to see I didn't care about your feelings I didn't care about what you were going through it only mattered that Heather was okay and at the end of this when you know when I did find something did I eventually feel bad you know when I wasn't sick anymore yes yes I did but I couldn't see through that man I was so sick that I just I did not give a fuck I didn't care I didn't care whose life I had to ruin to get what I wanted because at this point all I cared about was the drug everything that I ever knew about myself was gone I hated myself I hated who I had became I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything at this point and I felt like that I had gone way too deep off into my addiction to turn back around. There was no hope for my future. There was no hope for anything. And now I just got up in my mother's face and cussed her out. And, you know, I mean, I, I was just done. And that's not something I typically would have did. You know, my mother and I have always had an up and down relationship and we've never been the closest but that's not something I would have did. And she knew that and I knew that. And did that make me turn around and reevaluate myself? No, it didn't. Did I cry because when I thought about it, it hurt me? Yes. But you guys, the drug, that little painkiller was too powerful over me. For me to change anything about myself and that's why when I talk about you know if you love somebody with a problem and you want to help them the best thing that you can do is you can offer them help to outside sources but you can't give them money you can't run in and save them and you have to wait for them to come to terms on their own time. Because until then, there is not shit you can do about it. Because the person that you love, that's not the person walking around anymore. As far as I'm concerned, the person walking around with a problem 
is the demon version of the person that you knew. We are ruthless in our addictions. We do not care about your feelings. We only care about ours. We are selfish. We are manipulative. And we will do anything, absolutely anything, to get what we want. And I do mean anything. Because we are no longer ourselves. We are a shell of what we used to be. And that euphoria that takes over is stronger than anything you'll ever feel in your entire life. And as I've said in other episodes, the mental illnesses that I had dealt with and the insecurities that I had dealt with, they faded away with that high. And I couldn't get enough. So as I went home that day after doing all this with my mom, I called my ex up and I knew, I knew that I would get what I wanted from him. And the sad thing is, and I don't think that I've ever discussed this, but he was with somebody at the time trying to make another family work. And there were parts of us that were still in love with each other. And yes, I did use that to my advantage. And so I called and I was crying and I told him what was going on, but I twisted it. You know, I twisted it to make it look like it was all my mom and that I didn't feel well. And because at this point... I don't think he fully wanted to accept that, you know, like I had any type of issue. And I asked him to come over and bring something and to comfort me. And at this point, we had been sleeping together for over a year. And this whole time he had a second life. And it was just kind of like this game we played with each other and we were both in on it and we and you know he he's never did anything like that to my knowledge like he didn't actually do that stuff but he didn't mind to help me and a part of it I think is because he still loved me and I would take comfort in knowing that because around him even if it pissed him off at times, I could still be myself. And I knew that I could get the type of love and affection that I needed, even if it wasn't in the right way. And so he came over and we hung out for a couple hours and home was calling Like I said, he had a whole nother life and he had to go. And there I was again. I had what I wanted. But now I was lonelier than ever. How did I become this drug addicted person with 
so many anger issues and I was now the homewrecker. How did that even become my life? The next few episodes, I am going to explain to you all everything that led up to this point in full detail and everything after. This is the first episode of that series and I hope this helps some people out there and I hope this gives other people understanding of the mind of an addict. These are personal and intimate details that I thought I would never share but this is the real raw story of your regular next door neighbor drug addict and I don't mind to throw my business out there if it helps somebody else so stay tuned because we have a lot to talk about but for today I've been your host Heather Christine and you guys have just listened to the uncensored woman peace love and happiness oh and I know this was a short one but this is just an opening for the series so the next few episodes will be a little bit longer um so yeah just get yourself prepared because there's a lot of information that's going to be going out there all right love you guys and I'll talk to you next Saturday bye